Hey, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it's been weeks, weeks since I've been on live, since anybody has seen my face. Um, I know it's kind of late, but it took me, child, forever to try and get ready because I have not gotten ready in weeks. I'm usually just walking around in a sweat outfit and my hair and pigtails and all that shit. So it took me a while just to try and get back in the swing of everything. Um, thank you guys so much, man. Yes, I feel like Mace, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> so I hope everybody's doing good. Um, there's a lot of stuff to get into that I wanna come on here and talk about that's going on social media. So I was like, okay, this would be the perfect time to come back and, you know, address all this stuff that's going on with the baby. Um, let me see here. I see I got some super chats coming in. Thank you, guys. Um, Nia Zanar Carter, she sent five. I appreciate that. Um, Yolanda says, I really love your work. Your latest deep dive video was such excellent work. Keep doing you, young lady. Thank you so much. Put a teacup if you guys got a chance to watch my deep dive video um, for my exclusive peoples. Uh, thank y'all for the feedback. Um, I did a deep dive on basically A&E is talking about the whole Playboy thing, right? There's like a whole A&E secrets of a Playboy. So I took it even deeper and um, I dropped the video over the weekend and the feedback has been just dope. So I really appreciate it. I'm glad you guys like my deep dive videos. And like I said, I like the fact that I can put together content for people who enjoy that type of content, who want things deeper, who want things outside of the celebrity news. So thank you guys for the support on you know those platforms um, and for being patient because I didn't get to drop a deep dive sooner just because you know I went through surgery and everything. So it took me a few days, you know, to compile a lot of the stuff, and it took more days to edit. But I think all in all, it turned out good. And a lot of you guys learned a lot of things from that documentary that you guys did not know. You know, and this was a lot of stuff that I found out later on in life as well. Like, honestly, I could do a whole part two and three, but yeah, I'm kind of tired of that topic. So, yeah, it's, it's that whole thing is a mess. But thank you guys so much. Um, let's see here. Mad Hatter, 35, 49 says, T, get ready. Get ready for this piping hot tea. Thank you so much, Mad Hatter. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Winter Talks says, oh, my God, welcome back. Thank you, sis. Feels good to be back. Um, much love, XO says, love the highlights. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, El Renee says, the hair is fire. Missed you, T. I missed you, too. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Uh, Phoenix says, they love the deep dive on Hugh Hefner. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, like I said, it's y'all that keep me going as far as, like, content and, and all that stuff. You know, I'm always going to put content on YouTube, but I'm definitely spreading myself across different, you know, platforms and doing other things. And so for the people who love the deep dives, thank you guys. Um, I have a list that I'm compiling of deep dives that I want to go into. So there'll be something new every month. And then on top of that, um, I'm still going to be posting stuff on here where the green room is really popping. I have another meeting with Spotify coming up. 
um, but they're liking the direction of the green room and how many people come and participate. And so we'll be doing a green room once the Playboy documentary on a and is over. We'll have a discussion on that. I'm also planning on doing one for um, the ending of Euphoria. Um, so we have a lot of shows coming up. I'm working on a lot of stuff. So don't count me out. You know what I'm saying? YouTube is just not my main priority. I got a lot of other stuff going on. So I appreciate that. Um, CB says, hey, welcome back. Looking good. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, David, send $5. Thank you so much, David. Um, Dini, what's up, sis? <laughs> send $9.99. Says, hey, T, welcome back, sis. Love you. Giving you your flowers. You coming through with the surprise drops. LOL. Tiance. Hey, Discord. I'll see y'all again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Mocha Hunter says, looking beautiful. Hope all is well, T. Thank you. I am hanging in there. Thank you. Uh, Tara Squad says, hey, T, welcome back. We appreciate all you do. Looking good as always. You guys are awesome, man. Just just thank you guys um, for like just the love and the support. You know what I'm saying? And it's been a lot going on. Y'all know how I do. I leave shit in the past. So I know for people thinking they're coming here for tea, child, like Jay-Z said, if you want my old stuff, you know, listen to my old albums. Um, I'm moving forward. But just thank you guys for just all the love and positive energy. And even like a lot of other YouTubers who reached out to me as well, you know, just to check on me um, after surgery and just all that stuff. It just means a lot. So thank you. Um, so I have to, child, I have to talk about this whole the baby situation. Okay, so I woke up about 7.30 this morning because I had to drop my youngest off at school. So my phone is blowing up. People are sending me this video of the baby basically beating up Danny Lay's brother and jumping him, not beating him up, getting him jumped. And it's very interesting to see the things that people co-sign and excuse depending on who the person is, if it's their favorite rapper or somebody that they fool with. And I found it very interesting because I heard what the Breakfast Club was saying, you know, he deserved it. He's lucky he walked up out of there alive. And I'm like, DJ Envy, come on, sir. Like, okay. It was just a lot of, a lot of tough, a lot of tough talk from the Breakfast Club. But it was like a lot of people like just co-signing what happened. And I just, to me, it was like, it was just some punk shit. But it's like, this is what's expected of the baby. Like he does this all the time. And so y'all know I've been covering his drama for years, the way he has disrespected people, the way he's jumped people, you know, for something as simple as um, even Don Trag asking him for an autograph and that man ended up in a coma. So it's like, this is his MO. And I think at some point in time, we got to stop excusing the nonsense. And I feel like there's a lot of ways to spin this and I'm going to get into that, but I want to kind of take y'all back because I think a lot of people forget his character, that this is what this man does. So let me show y'all. I want to show y'all the video. I can't show y'all the whole thing because, you know, we can't with YouTube censorship and all that. But I want y'all to see when he first walked in. He said he, he went up there by himself. So he was solo dolo and he walked up to the baby and was saying, you know, can we talk? And right away, the baby tries to swing on him, but he missed. Cause if you watch the video in slow motion, Danny Lay's brother 
falls back a little bit. So the baby's punch doesn't connect. It hits his beer. And that's when you see the beer going flying. So people all are acting on hype. I'm like, this man did not really even land any punches on him. So let me show y'all this video really quick. And forgive me because I'm kind of rusty. So I'm trying to remember like where all the buttons are and all this stuff. So just give me a second. Let's see here. So let me share my screen. Okay, so here's the video here. So I want y'all to watch this. It's in slow motion. So that's him coming up to him. Now you see how he punched him, but he hit the beer. He doesn't connect with the brother. Watch the beer go flying. It's going to play it again. And once that beer went flying, because he tried to jump back, that's when he fell onto the bowling alley floor. And then that's when everybody started, like, you know, attacking him. And what was up with the female that got involved? Like, that shit was tacky as hell. There was a random female. I guess she's one of the baby's artists. Why would you involve yourself in something where men are fighting? And then had she been punched and knocked out, then she'd be playing, oh, my God, somebody hit me and I'm a woman. You know, at some point in time as females, we got to understand to, you know, fall back. Everything does not involve us. So I didn't understand why she jumped out there like she's about to be, you know, like she was, you know, that girl. And then she's steadily slipping and sliding on the floor, about to chip her tooth. It's just like, what are you doing? So now they go ahead and they're jumping this dude. But if you see the dude in the V sweater, he's the one getting all the hits. He's grabbing, I think the boy's name is Brandon, grabbing him by his hair, swinging him. So it's security doing all the work. And then the baby walks off like he's the one who like just put hands on the dude. I don't know. And then you hear the crowd like, you know, cheering him on. I just thought it was just so freaking tacky. I just thought it was tacky as hell. It's Black History Month, too. So I I wasn't feeling it. And so this is what I said on Instagram. I'm pulling my Instagram page here. Oh, you know, maybe y'all can't watch it because I haven't muted. So it's going to show both. All right. So this is what I said on Instagram. I said, y'all really giving the baby props for this shit. He wasn't even the main one effing up Danny's brother. It was his security team. This is whack. I'll give him props when he actually catches a one-on-one fade by himself. All this man does is have his security team jump people, then act like he did all the work. Get the F out of here with this weak mess. And, I mean, that's the baby over here sipping and sliding. It's his security team doing all the work. And so I just thought that I just I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. So now let me take y'all back to the baby's history. Oh, my gosh. I just clicked on my other screen. Hold on. Oh, Monique sent $299. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Y'all are going hard. It feels good to be back. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Let's see here. So I want to show y'all this old video from a few years ago when I had, you guys can watch the full breakdown. But there was a North Carolina rapper called Cam Coldheart. And so him and the baby had been kind of beefing and Cam uh, saw him at the mall. And so he was like kind of taunting him a bit. So he wasn't innocent in this either. He was kind of taunting him. Then they get the fighting and the baby comes on camera and he's acting like he's the one who did all the work. 
But later on, it came out that he had got the dude jumped. So let me go ahead and show y'all this video here. Give me just a second. Okay, this is just some of the video. Okay, so y'all see that. So now let me fast forward to another situation with him and um this gentleman Don Tragg who ended up in a coma because of the baby. So let me show y'all this really quick. I got all my little timestamps, child. Okay. Investigating after an altercation between the entourage for rapper DaBaby and a local man who goes by the stage name of Don Tragg. He's a 26-year-old from Stoughton. His mother tells WBC right now he's being treated here at Boston Medical Center for injuries he sustained Saturday night outside the Centro nightclub in Lawrence. She says that her son, Don Tragg, had opened up for rapper DaBaby, and after the performance, her son was trying to get a picture with the rapper, but she says that DaBaby's entourage turned violent, and there was an altercation that right now, DaBaby and his entourage are not facing any criminal charges, but Lawrence police are- Okay, so y'all saw that, okay? Uh, people are asking, how did Cam die? Cam was shot maybe a year and a half after that altercation, I don't know who shot him, but he passed away. Now, people also forget when the baby slapped the shit out of a, a black woman at the club. Let me go ahead and show y'all this. Then he tried to come back and apologize about slapping her. I'm very sorry that there was a female on the other end of that flashlight on that phone. But you know, keep in mind, I couldn't see you. Cause you child, anyways. So he has a history of this, and that's the part that's kind of bothering me is that everybody's excusing this like this is okay. On top of that, he's like punched out people. I remember somebody went to ask him for a picture at the hotel and he fought the dude. And it's like, why is this behavior like always seen as acceptable? when it comes to him. Now, people are saying, well, security did their job, security did their job. It's not security's job to initiate fights. Security's job, yes, is to protect their artists, right? But Danny Lay's brother was not a threat to him at that point. And people are saying, well, he said, you know, when he sees him, it's on site. But when he said that, he was also saying that to take up for his sister because his sister was being disrespected all over social media. So that's why he said that. And also that was a few months ago. So they didn't know if his on-site meant I'm about to go and, you know, knock you out as soon as I see you, or, you know, I just want to talk to you. And the fact that he came at the baby by himself, that should have let the entourage know that, okay, nine times out of 10, he's coming to talk. I really doubt, like, let, let's like use common sense here, right? People are like, well, he could have had a gun in the middle of a bowling alley. With a bunch of people, this was at London London on the Tracks uh, bowling party or something. It was a bunch of people there, cameras there, people live streaming everything else. You really think that Danny Lay's brother is going to walk into the bowling alley with a gun? And I'm sure everybody was, you know, searched. Um, 
There was security, you know what I'm saying, metal detectors. So y'all want me to believe that he would have walked in with a gun and shot a major star like the baby. As opposed to laying low in the parking lot and being on some sniper shit. But again, social media, they'll just say anything. And so let me go ahead and show y'all how everything like first started. This was after the whole situation with him and Danny Lay when he had blasted her on social media and was trying to kick her out. And, you know, it was really embarrassing to the family like she that he was disrespecting the mother of his child like this. And that is his sister. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. <laughs> this way you want to take it. This crazy. This nigga want to call the cops on my sis. This nigga want to disrespect my sister online for the world to see. Disrespect my family. You know what I'm saying? This don't even got nothing to do with my sister no more, bro. This got to do with me and you. You feel me? Because you missed the tough guy over here beating up bitches, knocking little, little, little guys out here and there. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do that to me, first off. So this is what we're going to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a hospital right now. I got in a car accident. I got a fucked up neck. I still beat your ass with my neck like this, bro, on God. You know what I'm saying? So this is what we're going to do. When you come to the West Coast, bro, which I know you be out here, we're going to catch this one-on-one -on -one fade, bro. You know what I'm saying? One-on-one -on -one fade to see what happens between me and you. I want to see how much of a gangster you are, how much of a real man you are. You know what I'm saying? We could... <laughs> this way you want... Okay, so y'all just saw that video where he's talking about, you know, he's taking up for his sister. He wants to catch a one-on-one -on -one fade. So even if he... Everybody's saying, well, it's on site, it's on site. But in my personal opinion, if... He's talking about it's on site. That means I want to fight you one on one. Okay. So again, if he's by himself and it's on site and he wants to fight him one on one, why not just fight him one on one? He already swung on him first. So why not just finish him off if he's that dude and he's about that life? But it's like he always uses his security team. And I just, I, I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with that. I'm not giving nobody props for getting somebody jumped. I just think it's whack. But I will also say this, um, with Danny Lay's brother, he should also been smarter. Because first and foremost, the baby has this track record of constantly using his security to jump people. And then he'll play it off like, you know, like he did it all. So he's already been known for this. So my thing is, it's not smart to ever go into a situation with somebody like that on your own. I think he'd have been more smart to come with his entourage and have his entourage, you know, maybe, you know how at the bowling alley, there's that top layer with the steps and stuff. Have his entourage stand up there so that way he knows that it's no beef. I'm not bringing, you know, 20 dudes with me to do something to you. I just want to talk to you. But then if shit goes left, then his homeboys could have ran down the steps and jumped in the fight too. Because again, he got jumped by all these people. So for me, I just don't think that was smart. You know, for him to go up there by himself, knowing how the baby gets down. Now, I'm going to also say this. This is also where I have to hold Danny and females like Danny also somewhat accountable. Well, not accountable, but I want them to look at this other option, right? This is why, as women, we also have to be careful with the type of men that we date and have kids with. Do you guys understand how many male cousins, uncles, brothers have ended up either getting severely hurt, killed, beat up 
because they're trying to protect their sister's honor or their mother's honor or their aunt's honor. So again, the baby has had a track record of putting hands on people, wilding out. You see how he slapped that female fan, you know? And it's just like, why is that somebody that you'd want to get with knowing his background? And, you know, he's, he's disrespectful and things like that. So now because of that situation, you don't let him gas you up and call y'all types of yellow bones. You're thinking you want a damn prize. Then he left you out to dry. Now, because of that situation, even the mom was saying when everything went down, when the baby was blasting her, the mom was even saying we had been begging her to leave him, to get away from him. Just raise your child, leave him. But she chose to go back to him and try to make it work. And so as a as a sibling, you're only going to watch your sibling. I don't care if you're if you're a sister, you're only going to watch your brother be disrespected by a female for so long before you're ready to put hands on her. And the same if it's a brother, a brother, sister situation where you see a man disrespecting your sister. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get why he was going off like that's my sister. You're like just the stuff he was saying to her was just so messed up. And as a brother, he'd be a punk to not stand up and stick up for his sister. But see, the problem is right now on social media, and this isn't, you know, all black guys or anything, but we all know that there's like a segment of this underground community where you have, you know, black men, particularly some who do not want to protect black women. They don't respect mothers and, and females and things like that. So for them, you know, they grab the popcorn when they see a black woman getting thrown in the trash. That happened a few years ago. Or see somebody putting hands on a black woman, it's entertainment. Or how everybody joked about, you know, Meg the Stallion, you know what I mean? How there was a lot of jokes when that story first, first came out, right? So I think because of that, a lot of these dudes are not understanding what it is to be raised to protect your sister or your mother or your sibling. You get what I'm saying? Because so many people online are being desensitized to think that, you know, a black woman's life is not a value. Nobody cares if they get beat, hurt. It is what it is. Like some of those comments were really sad. Like, well, that's that's on his dumb ass. I would never take up for no female. And but it's like, that's his sister, you know? So again, this is why I say that as women as well, we have to be mindful of the people that we get into relationships with. You know, while, you know, the bad boy may seem fun at first, we all know the bad boy can fuck. Let's keep that real. Y'all's got the best peen. <laughs> y'all want, y'all not ready. Okay. We all know the bad boy got the best peen, but is that peen worth it? If y'all break up or go through something or he's putting hands on you or, you know, doing stupid shit. And now your family members have to get involved. Now your family members are being, you know, stopped by his gang and stuff. So that's where, you know, as women, we also have to be smart with the choices that we make in men. Now, if you're crazy as the baby and you're about that life, then, hey, do you. But obviously, Danny is not about that life. She's a little sweet suburb girl who's chasing some thug dick. OK. And so I just I think the whole situation is really sad because now she don't got her brother involved in some mess. And the family been telling her, leave this dude. He's not good for you. He's disrespectful. He's already disrespected the father. Now, if he could disrespect your parents and, and your father and things like that, he's not going to have any respect for the brother. 
And the saddest part in all of this is that one day that beautiful little girl that they have together is going to grow up and see this altercation because nothing ever, you know, leaves the Internet. So she's going to grow up and see this altercation between her father and her uncle. You know, it, it's just really sad. So Danny spoke out today here. Um, let me show you what she had to say. Give me just a second. Thank you, Shaquita. She's, <laughs> she said, kind on to tell it like it is, honey. Let me show y'all this. Uh, oh, you know, maybe it's on my IG page. Okay, yep, it's on there. Okay, so this is what Danny said. She said, lame as hell, running up on my brother on some slippery ass floor with five slash six of your boys while he's by himself and not even touching him. Lame and so sad. I pray this stops now because this is my family and I got a daughter to raise. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. And I think, you know, when your family was telling you to, you know, leave him and not put yourself in that situation, because remember, he was already disrespecting her before she got pregnant. You know, going back and forth between her and the baby's mother. So I just think the whole thing is just it's a mess. But again, this is why you have to be careful, because there are men who have put themselves in situations trying to protect their sister, trying to protect their mom and their aunt and their girl cousins. And then they end up, you know, what I'm saying on a T-shirt because of the damn thug ass dude that they're trying to confront and, you know, take up for her honor, turns around and shoots them. So it's a very, very slippery slope. People have to be very careful, you know, with what they're dealing with, because it can definitely come back to affect their family members. Let me um, show y'all what he said after he got into the fight. He jumped online. I think his name, I keep forgetting his name. His name is Brandon. I'll be like, Danny Lay's brother. It's another Brandy and Ray J situation. Aren't you Brandy's brother? That's how I feel. I keep calling him Danny's brother. All right. This is what he had to say. Niggas wanna grab me by my hair. Niggas they didn't catch no fair one. Niggas they came and jumped me, my nigga. Once I slipped, nigga, I spoke to you like a man, my nigga. I say, yo, come, let's talk one-on-one -on -one like some men, my nigga. Me and you on the side, my nigga. On some real nigga shit, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Niggas wanna grab me by my hair. Niggas they didn't catch no fair one. All right. So y'all heard what he had to say. You know, he's another one. He, you know, they they love that N-word, honey. But whatever. Y'all praise Takashi. So He's clearly upset. And I mean, I, and I get it. His hair was pulled. It wasn't a one on one fight, you know. But again, I think that he also bears some responsibility where he should have moved smarter. Because if I know the baby's backstory, I'm not running up on him by myself. I'm coming with a crew. So I think he should have had his click with him, but had them fall back, you know, had them fall back in the background. Y'all go eat some nachos or some shit. And then if it pops off, y'all drop them nachos and come and have my back. That's what he should have done. Not walking up on the baby by himself because he's known as sick security on people like they're his damn pit bulls. So, I mean, the whole thing is a mess. But they're saying that the police are looking into this now. And I don't know. Is the baby on probation? I don't know if you're supposed to be fighting when you're on probation. So I don't know. They might end up throwing him back in the prison. Who knows? So we're going to have to wait. But this is his track record. So I just, you know, people like Meek Mill co-signing it. Uh, he had said some earlier. People were kind of dragging. They was dragging Meek Mill. Now, I found this really rich. 
let me let me show y'all what Meek Mill had to say. This was rich. So Meek Mill says on site means on site. It's basically a threat. So my question is this, Meek. Okay, we all we all we love Ramik. He's been through a lot. Okay. Ramik, weren't you the same one who was hollering that when you see 6ix9ine, it's on site? When you see 6ix9ine, you're going to whoop his ass. And then when you saw 6ix9ine, it was a bunch of mushmouth shit in the parking lot. Oh, 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 You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have the same energy. And then what did he say? Oh, I couldn't fight him because I'm on parole. And, you know, my PO was watching. And he's trying to get me violated. But now... When it's somebody else's situation, you're hollering, on site means on site. The, the hypocrisy. Like, I don't know, I just found it very rich. Because he didn't, he didn't do anything to, to 6 9 when he was screaming that that situation was going to be on site. So, no, on site does not always mean on site, sir. Because when you seen 6 9 you didn't beat him up on site. So, and on site does not always mean a threat either. You have to use common sense and kind of look at the situation. So all these folks, you know, writing these, you know, fairy tales. Oh, he could have had a gun. He could have shot up the whole. He, stop. In front of everybody, he looks like he ain't trying to go be in nobody's prison no time soon. You know, so I just I felt like that was a bit much. I don't know. I just found that funny. It's a, it's a lot of rap dudes talking about, oh, yeah, on site. It's on site. Charlemagne agreed with that too. On site is on site. Well, one of them three dudes ran up on Charlemagne a few years ago. He ran. Well, I thought on site was on site. Now all of a sudden, everybody's about that life. I don't think on site is always on site. I think you have to, you know, be smart in the situation. And if he went there to go talk to him, he should have at least given him that respect to say what he wanted to say, just because the fact that his daughter is the man's niece. So I see a lot of folks who have been in situations where it was supposed to be on site and nothing happened. But now all of a sudden they're excusing this. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to happen like that on site. Well, your situation, you ran. And then in me situation, he tried to come back and cry about his P.O. That don't matter. Like Wack 100 said, we're not trying to hear none of that mush mouth shit. If you're trying to be gangster and you're sending threats. On site is on site. You're not supposed to be thinking, damn, I wonder what my PO would do. This ain't a what would Jesus do moment, sir. It's on site. Per your words. <laughs> I swear. Yes. I, I found it funny when I, I, I said, no, Ramik didn't. Uh-uh. Ramik, we ain't forgot about the 6 9 situation, sir. <laughs> some of these super chats here uh tracy with the t hey sis she said um she says you look beautifully gorgeous we missed you thank you so much and thank you for calling and checking on me as well i appreciate you it was really good to talk to you so thank you um conjunction since 699 said we missed you i missed you guys too it feels good to be back um ruth o send 20 says hey t missed you sending lots of love from canada Thank you so much, sis. And, you know, good luck to all the stuff that's happening out there with the truckers. Them truckers, honey, they said they're not leaving. Hell no, we won't go. I'm watching the situation closely, like the rest of the world. So thank you. Um, Alan says the baby is the lame. How you street but jumping? And DJ Envy had no smoke for Gucci. Oh, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Had no smoke for Gucci, but talking stuff about Danny's brother when his karma 
When karma hits, it's going to hit. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. When Gucci was going in on him and Angela Yee, it was all this, oh, you know, I'm just minding my business and cleaning my cars in the garage. <laughs> I'm shining down my Maserati, whatever the hell kind of car he had. Yeah, he didn't have no smoke for Gucci, man. Yeah, you know, that's how I was just kind of disappointed in their commentary. Like, come on, really? Like, I could see, like, if Danny's brother walked up to the baby and he punched him first, then all bets are off. You started it, you got your ass whooped. But he literally walked up to him and was trying to talk to him. And you see within like five seconds, the baby goes to swing, does not connect and punches the damn cup of beer. So, yeah, that I forgot about that. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Oh, hold on. I got a bunch of chats coming through. Thanks, you guys. Let me go back. It had refreshed. Uh Tart Variant Sent 20 says, we missed you, T. Thank you. Missed y'all, too. Thanks for coming through tonight. Um, African Barbie says, T, you look amazing. Glad to see you're doing well and rested. Miss your beautiful face. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Brandon Ryan says, yes, I caught you live. You're my favorite news lady. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Shelly J says, Danny, Danny Lay's face has to permanently look like this. <laughs> she put an emoji, so I'm trying to replicate the emoji that she used. You know Danny Lay just be like, oh, my God, not again. And not even Danny Lay's face. Imagine the baby's lawyer. I know he's tired. He don't smoke. He don't went through, like, 12 packs of cigarettes today. Like, damn it, not another lawsuit. Like, he has to be tired. This man is always getting sued for fighting and putting hands on somebody. Now, let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think that Danny Lay's brother has a case and should sue? Put a teacup in the chat if you feel like he should sue the baby. Get some of that damn bag from the from his niece's, you know, father. <laughs> Get some of that daddy bag from the baby. Do y'all feel like he has a case? Because I feel like he, he technically could because he wasn't the instigator, regardless of what he said on social media. He didn't go down there to start it because they can always say, well, those are just words. That was just social media. So it looks like there's a lot of teacups. I think he might sue. Yeah, hell, everybody else doesn't sue. Shit. And he definitely has a case. But um, it seems like more regular people online that I'm seeing are standing with the brother and saying that, you know, they understand the brother trying to protect his sister. And that was wrong that he got jumped. It's mainly the celebrities that are like co-signing it. And I think they're doing that because they want the baby on the feature. Because after he got done beating up Danny Lay's brother, he went onto some, um, I forgot, somebody's podcast and he dropped a, a really good freestyle. I ain't gonna, we're not going to hate. We're going to give people props. His freestyle was fire. So I'm thinking that might be why all these celebrities are taking up for him, making up excuses. Y'all just want a feature from the damn baby. Oh, let's see here. B-Royal says, T, stay with the receipts, honey. Real tea, real news, very reliable. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. Um, let's see here. Jaslyn says, hey, girl, welcome back, sis. I hope you're feeling well. Sending peace and love your way. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, Yanni says, if the baby was really equipped with hands like he says, why don't he roll, why don't he roll with security the same height? LOL. Clearly his hands can't reach the hype. Let's call a spade a spade. Love you, auntie. Love you too. Thank you. Um, Beastly, hey, I have not seen you in like 
years. Thank you for coming through. He says, hey, T, just showing you love, looking beautiful as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. He is one of my day one OGT sippers. Like, I don't forget names. Um, let's see here. Ronald Harvey. Hey, Ronald. He says, so glad to see you streaming again. You made our night and you look absolutely gorgeous as well. Thank you so much, Ronald. Appreciate you. Uh, goth boy. Hey, goth boy. Says, hey, T, I don't know about everybody else, but if somebody disrespects my sister like that on the internet, I don't care if she was in the wrong, that's family. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would agree with that, you know, but like I said, you have a certain segment of the internet. They don't even protect or like black women. So they're here for any disrespect towards black women. So they don't care about the fact that he was trying to protect his own family. So and that's the sad part. But thank you. Um, Shy Guy says, Miss UT, you going live made Black History Month a lot better. Thank you. Because we're how many days? We're 10 days into Black History Month and it's been nothing but a bunch of mess. A bunch of mess. Did y'all see this in the name of Black History Month? I posted this earlier. Let me show y'all this video real quick. Child. When they find this stud, she going to jail for armed robbery. Watch how this woman goes crazy and jumps behind the counter at the bank. Hold up. Start over. child long story short they hand her her overdraft fee but i'm just like so you're gonna risk going to jail because that's basically robbery of a bank you know for a 30 dollar overdraft fee like i understand overdraft fees suck don't get me wrong but you could have called customer service and ran a script i've done it several times I didn't even know I got mouths to feed. I need my $30 and they'll give it to you. you. Just ask them. They will reimburse you your overdraft fee. I've done it several times. Okay. So climbing over the counter, I'm like, it's a lot going on during black history month. We're not even going to talk about all these damn sex tapes and oh, little fizzes peen leaking yesterday. I mean, I'm just like, what is going on here? It's like, just, it's, it's so much going on. Oh, God. And then had the nerve to jizz at the end. Little Fizz, what the fuck was you thinking? Who asked for this? Who asked for this? Who told him to have OnlyFans? Somebody said his pee need a helmet. (laughs) It was just too many sex tapes being leaked out yesterday. I mean, you had Nelly the day before, Little Fizz. Um, Who else? The dude from TDE. He done got put out there having dudes suck his Peter Weeder. I said, this is just too much going on in the name of black history. It's a hot mess thus far. Um, Let's see here. Oh my gosh. I see a bunch of trucks. I see a bunch of truck emojis. My favorite trucker must be in the house. (laughs) Every time I see trucks, let me see. Let me see. Um, Agent Matt. Hey, Agent Matt. He says, what's trucking? Looking nice as usual. Thank you so much for the $50 super chat. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming through. Y'all are such a mess. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see here. Just X Sice says, remember, he supposedly killed a man at Walmart. I believe it wasn't a man. It was two teenagers, but I might be wrong because the story has just, I don't know. It's kind of changed over the years. Y'all can tell me. I heard it was two teenagers that he had shot and killed at Walmart. Or maybe it was one. Sometimes I've heard it was 
two, sometimes people say one, some people say it's a grown man, but I heard it was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that little fizz video was disgusting. That was disgusting, child. <laughs> I was like, you know, we always talk about spiritual stuff. I said, oh, just looking at this video, please do not allow me to get spiritually pregnant through the internet by little jizz. So I'm gonna start calling him. His name is no longer Little Fizz, it's Little Jizz, okay? Um, let's see here. Victoria says, oh my God, you're back. I'm a little late, but I'm still here for the tea. Glad you're feeling well enough to go live. Wishing you well. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Alexandra says, I'll be back for the playback, but I had to stop and say how good you look. Glad you're back and feeling better. Love you. Love you too. And thank you. Um, godly woman said 999 says sending you hugs and love. Thank you, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, Yourself says, hey, T, I really missed you. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, TJ says, T, you've been an inspiration for young women on here, and I'm still using your videos with my high school girls group. My students love you. Thank you so much. And tell the students I said hi. I love when teachers hit me like, we play your videos in the classroom to spark dialogue. So I love that. That makes me feel so happy that you guys are able to have discussions with your students based off of the topics that I hit on. So thank you. Um, Kia Randolph said 1999 says, Oh, how much I've missed that beautiful face. You missed you, T. I miss y'all too. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Kenny, Kenneth Smith says, Hey T, glad you're better. Did you get my email, sis? No, Kenny, thank you so much though. Um, I'll look a lot of times I sent everybody the new email for like you know, things concerning Discord. So you might have not gotten it. So I'll look for your email and then I'll just forward it because I have a whole team that's handling all Discord emails, issues, people who've been booted out. Y'all got to email them because I can't, I couldn't do it. I can't do 50 things at once. So I'll look for your email, then I'll send you the email that you need for them. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Jeff says, T looking like Beyonce, Shirley Temple, Naomi Campbell. That's how you snap back after surgery. Glad to see you're doing well. Love from Oakland, California. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. So I want to come on here. We got to talk about this situation with Kanye West. Dang, I've been on here already 42 minutes. I don't even feel like it. Time be flying when you're having fun, honey. So if y'all don't know, Kanye West has been on one lately. Like him and Kim have been going back and forth. Um, he keeps blasting on social media, which is just weird to me because I'm like, you literally live across the street. You can just walk you know, walk up the driveway and tell her how you feel. But he keeps taking his social media to blast her. Um, he's also saying that he wants her back. He wants his family back. So it's a lot going on. And Azealia Banks was not here for it. So she went off on Kanye West the other day. And I want to share this with you. I want to show you what she said. She hit on a lot of really interesting points because a lot of, you know, the hip hop publications are saying, you know, He's having a mental health crisis. He's having a mental health breakdown and people need to be more sensitive. And Azealia Banks is like, no, she's over it, you know, at this point. So this is what she had to say. I'm going to go ahead and show y'all this really quick. So Azealia Banks says, y'all are making way too many excuses for Kanye. This is the second time he has publicly bullied Northwest. First with the abortion shit and now putting her on blast on his Instagram page as if she's some sort of criminal. Kanye had no problem with that magazine cover where North had on a fucking belly top, purple eyeliner with her little buds showing through the shirt. He thought it was fashion. You all said nothing. 
aside from the fact that he's making it his business to try and wreck the mental health of the only person around to care for his children, their mother, while he gallivants the streets with a dirty industry intern, with dirty industry interns, a druggy slut bag, eating dirty steaks. <laughs> Y'all know see the face be reading, honey. Damn. <laughs> okay, hold up. Eating dirty steaks at less drive uh, at less dive bars, and is clearly having a rapid opioid slash heroin come down withdrawal type outburst. Y'all want to call it mental health issues? <laughs> I have never once seen Kanye have so much smoke for any of his male adversaries. This is a pussy ass, deadbeat, abusive black man shit. And all you niggas trying to keep the cycle of plantation style shaming and embarrassing young black children for being kids or what the fuck is wrong with this toxic ass culture. Then she says, trying to accuse the mother of kidnapping her own child. Was Chicago supposed to be hanging out with him and Julia's horrible cool sculpting <laughs> while they get drunk and high so Julia can blow a vape pen in Chicago's face? Maybe North is looking for a fun escape because she has to look online and see her dumbass dad always talking shit about her mother. When Kim don't give him the attention that he begs for, he turns his anger on her by posting her picture to his Instagram talking about his will as if she's a fucking piece of property and not a young black girl just trying to be happy. For fuck's sake, Kanye West is an, Kanye West is an abusive psychopath. It's beyond mental illness. Stop trying to help him and start trying to help the poor child that he keeps trying to embarrass and abuse publicly to garner sympathy for his ashy ass. <laughs> Azealia Banks is a mess. You know, and we all love Kanye. So let, let's start there. We all love Kanye. You know, Kanye's been through a lot throughout the years. He makes good music, you know, good fashions and stuff like that. But I definitely get where she's coming from. It's like at this point, you know, are you using these kids for attention and sympathy? Because before they were always more private. Now it's like every other day it's some type of issue that he's having with Kim and he's blasting her publicly. And then it's also interesting now he's saying things like, you know, keeping the children away from black fathers and, you know, I'm going to get to my black children. And I feel like those are kind of gaslighting words to make people feel like, you know, this is what black fathers are going through. Yes, fathers of all races, not just black, go through issues with their baby's mother and child support. I've spoken on that on this channel. You know, women taking advantage, women, you know, just getting pregnant for a bag and it's not really about the kids. But I feel like he is doing some gaslighting when he's constantly blasting her. And I just don't understand where a lot of this stuff is coming from. I don't think that Julia is the best influence on him. It's something about the relationship with her, I'm not really feeling. I'm not, you know, I've been watching them and, you know, she's like the new Kim Kardashian on his arm and copying Kim's style. I'm not feeling them together. I don't know. I feel like it's something about her energy is very weird. Okay. Now he's upset about Northwest being on TikTok, right? And I don't disagree there. I don't think that she needs to be on TikTok. But that's also a conversation he can have privately with Kim and with North. 
you know, um, they said that last time North went live, people were sending her money. I mean, sorry, not sending her money. People were telling her to get your mom's credit card number. And it could have been trolls, but it's just the point. I feel like at eight years old, because she's only eight, she doesn't need to be on social media. It needs to be her mom. If her mom wants to post a picture of her or a video of them making silly faces, that's fine. But her just having her own social media page, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why any of these kids, not just North, why any of these kids have their own Instagram accounts. You know, like for me as an adult, I don't want to follow a baby. I don't want to follow a two-year-old. I don't care, you know what I'm saying, what whatever celebrity child ate today or what they're wearing or what they're promoting. Like, I don't, I don't care enough. You get what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's the parent taking a picture with their baby, then I love that. Like, oh, okay, cute. Such and such in their son, such and such in their daughter. That's a cute pic. But I'm not going to go follow their personal Instagram page. It's just weird. It's just weird. And then as soon as they get comments on those pages, as soon as their kids get nasty comments, then the comments are disabled. The parents are crying on social media. Y'all are trolling my kids. I'm tired of people calling my kid ugly. Well, why does your child even have a, a private, I mean, a, a public Instagram page? Let your child be a child. Northwest is a kid. She has, you know, up until the age of 13, 14, and decided she wants to go on social media. You know, even that one time when her and um, her friends went live and Kim was in bed laying down, and I guess the nanny was supposed to watch her. I remember watching that video and I was getting anxiety watching it because she's literally showing strangers like me and everybody watching it, the inside of their home, you know, and Kim, you know, you were robbed in Paris. So it's just like, I think she should be a little bit more careful. And an eight year old doesn't have enough worth thought to think, you know, for her, she's just talking to people online and it's fun and games and she sees her mom and her aunts doing it. She's not understanding that there are some very sick and sinister people online. And they're not just watching you like, oh, she's such a sweet little girl. She's having fun. Some of these weirdos may be jerking off to her. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say that. But there's a lot of pedo shit going on on the Internet. Some of these weirdos, you know, what I'm saying maybe trying to slide in her DMs. You just never know what people are doing. You don't know who's watching your child. Remember, um, in an open secret. They started finding. Boys's pictures being sold on eBay. Headshots. I don't know if y'all remember that. Somebody was having these young boys take, you know, suggestive pictures, like, you know, shirtless, maybe with just a tie on, but they weren't normal kid pictures, right? It's not like, you know, the kid running and playing soccer or some shit. It was all really suggestive pictures and they were doing it in the guise of headshots. So these parents are thinking that their kids are taking headshots, but what ended up happening is that those pictures were ending up on eBay. And being sold to pedos. So, I mean, it, it's real. And you have to be cognizant of that. And so I understand Kanye for being upset and not wanting North on the internet. I get that totally. But again, he could have had that conversation privately with the mother. And I feel like for Kim, it is about the money. It's about, you know, building Northwest's brand, you know, generational wealth and, you know, taking things to the next level. She wants Northwest to be a mini version of her. She wants her to be the kid version, you know, like everything about her is her fashion and her clothes and her hair and, and all this stuff instead of just her being a kid running around. Like I would love to go onto my Instagram page. You know how you go onto the page, you can just scroll aimlessly. 
I, I, I never ever on there just see kids being kids. I never see kids just dirty, mud stains, running around, kicking the ball. Everybody's dressed like a Fashion Nova model or something. It's just weird, you know? So I never understood why adults even follow these kids' pages anyways. Like, I'm not interested in following kid pages. So I get that. But I also feel like, you know, Kanye has been doing a lot. Now, as far as Julia, something about her and Pete Davidson is very strange to me. The fact that Pete is dating Kim and Julia is dating Kanye. Somebody sent me this picture a while ago, and, and I was having a conversation about it. The pic, I don't know if y'all seen this picture. I'm going to show it to y'all. It's very weird. It's Julia and Pete Davidson. Let me show y'all this real quick. It's just a weird picture. Okay, have y'all ever seen this picture of them? Where she looks like a broken Barbie doll, and he looks like a broken Ken doll. And they're in like a kid bedroom. It's just a really weird picture. They're like on a kid's race car bed looking like life-size dolls. So when I seen this picture, I said, it's very odd that both of these people, he's with Kim and she's with Kanye. Looks very like MK Ultra-ish or some shit. I don't know. It's just a weird picture. Like when I seen that, I was just like, I didn't get artistic vibes from the picture. It just came off as really, really weird to me. Okay, so a lot of y'all have never seen that picture. Yeah, it just looks really weird. And then the fact that they're both dating both of these people. And now what's even more strange is that yesterday Julia came out and she's talking about her life as a dominatrix and how, you know, she wants to be in a foursome. And I feel like, to me... If that's who Kanye is dating, how is that any better for Northwest to hear on the internet? Like the person who's currently with my father is online bragging about how she used to be a dominatrix. I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna show y'all this clip. It's on the um dating y'all. Hopefully this is paused. Okay, it is. I hate when they make you you gotta like refresh. Hold on, I gotta refresh this. Hold on. But basically in the article, they're saying that Julia Fox admits to saying that she's into foursomes, porn, and partner and partner swapping. But I want y'all to hear this video where she's talking about on her podcast. That's what I'm trying to get to play. They have all these ads. All right. Come on. It was just playing a second ago. Let me see. Okay, here it goes. Be worthy to have that. Okay, let me show y'all the video where she's talking about this real quick. Okay. So this is the article where they're saying Julia Fox admits to being into foursomes, porn, partner swapping after moonlighting as a dominatrix as she reveals organic and natural romances with Kanye West. So this is what she had to say. They got a raggedy ass website. It was just playing. Now it stopped again. Like, okay. They'll never be good enough. 
torture room. Kiss my feet. I could smother them, maybe sit on their face, like with my panties, but they'll never, ever be good enough for my. I'm into like weirdly like like partner like swapping and then oh, like right. watching or something. So like foursomes. Yeah. Honey. So I I don't get it. I don't get this relationship with her and Kanye. Maybe she's just the flavor of the month. But it's like Kanye, you know, was really into Christianity and preaching at the church and Sunday service. And meanwhile, this girl's talking about, you know, being a dominatrix, having a torture room, you know, suffocating people with her panties. It's just weird. It's just really weird. So I think before he checks Kim, he might want to check his weirdo girlfriend. I'm just saying. I just I, I don't know. I just think her vibe is just really off. And I feel like maybe she's like put a spell on him where he just keeps, you know, going crazy and going off on Kim because it's almost like she's like trying to become Kim. Like she's wearing the same outfits that Kim has worn. And she's like, well, I know that Kim has worn these outfits because Kanye's the one dressing me. And Kanye's the one who taught Kim about fashion, which he did. I need to make a video about that, how he really elevated Kim Kardashian. But um, it, it's something weird with her. So I'm not mad at Azealia Banks going off because, you know, because she's been calling her a druggie for a while now. But it's something just weird with her. I would be more disturbed for my eight-year-old to hear her on her podcast talking like that than my eight-year-old running around on TikTok. I feel like what she's saying is way more disturbing. So I don't know. And then today, Kanye West is trending currently because he went off on Billie Eilish. So right now he's trending. And let me show you about this uh, Billie Eilish situation. Hold this up really quick. Okay, so this is all over Twitter. Basically, Billie Eilish took to social media. And and I don't, and so this was like an article that Kanye was reposting about Billie Eilish. So the article says, Billie Eilish dissed Travis Scott at her concert after she stopped the show to give her fan an inhaler. And then they go on to quote her. I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. So then Kanye says this. Come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. Yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. So it's just like, what is going on with Ye that he thinks that Billy owes the family an apology. I don't recall her being on the stage at Astroworld. So this was Billy's response to Kanye. So she went to his um, comments and she says, literally never said a thing about Travis. I was just helping a fan. And, you know, technically, yeah, she didn't mention Travis's name, but... You know, let's keep it real. We live in a world where people, you know, like to, you know, throw shade and hide their hands. We all know who she was talking about. You don't have to necessarily mention his name, but we, we know who you're talking about, Billy. Like, come on, sis. <laughs> who else had all them people who done died at their damn concert and, you know, kept on playing? So we know who she's talking about. But, yeah, she didn't mention his name. But I don't think that she owes 
anybody an apology. She doesn't owe Kanye an apology. She doesn't owe Travis an apology. You know, she said what she said at her concert. It is what it is. And, you know, why should she have to apologize? It doesn't make sense. I feel like he's almost using this as a way to, like, let the world know that he's bringing Travis to Coachella. Because I know they have put out some type of um, change.org about people who wanted, you know, Travis to perform. Other people are saying that they didn't want him to perform. They don't think that it's right after the whole Astroworld situation. So maybe he's using this as an excuse to kind of let folks know that he's planning on bringing Travis. But I don't think Billy did anything wrong. Even if she said Travis's name, who, who gives a shit? It happened. It wasn't no lies. We all saw the videos. When he was sitting there moaning and groaning while people were like dying. We're like, what is he doing? Like, you're standing way up here. You can look down at the crowd. You know, it took him a while before he finally said, hey, hey, let the ambulance through. You know, so even if she said his name, so what? Shit. It happened. It's a tragedy. But she don't owe him or Kanye an apology. If you're going to perform, perform. You know, so I don't know what's going on with Ye. You know, um... I'm not sure. I love him. But I just feel like at this point, he's been doing a lot on social media. And I'm not going to say that everything is necessarily like a mental breakdown or, you know, I think that's very dismissive or people saying, oh, he's just crazy. That's very dismissive as well. But I think he's going through some stuff. I think he really is low key missing Kim and he wants his family back, but he has to go about it the right way. And he knows how her family is. Her family is very secretive. You know, everything is NDAs. They don't want any of their information being put out there or them being seen in a certain light because they're like a global brand. So him doing this, it's not going to make her want to be with you. It's going to turn her off even more. But I just, you know, just everything along with that weird picture with Pete Davidson and then all the stuff that she was saying on her podcast, I just thought was just really strange. So let me see here. Um, All About Me says, Danny saw how the baby slapped that black woman, but no response on that. Now she wants to speak since her brother was getting pancaked at the bowling alley. Um, Was she dating him at the time for her to respond? You know, because it was, I think, like two years ago. So if she wasn't dating him, I doubt that she would respond, you know, so... But yeah, of course, she's going to speak out. That's her brother. Just like he spoke out on her behalf. So thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Beyonce's blonde lace front. <laughs> Says this woman is his artist, K Kilo. She's cool with Danny, too. Oh, wow. I knew she was his artist. I didn't know her name, but I didn't know that she also was cool with Danny. And I don't, you know, initially I thought maybe she was like trying to break up the fight or trying to, you know, pick stuff up. But I just felt like she shouldn't have ran out there just as a female. When you see men fighting and wilding out, just like in the clip, there was a chick with the Louis Vuitton bag. And as all the dudes are like running out the bowling alley, she starts trying to run. And, and this black man grabbed her like, where the fuck you going? It's like, and I agree with him. Like people turn into a meme. I agreed with him. You're a woman. Why are you so busy trying to run towards the fight? And then when, a, when they pull out guns and they start shooting and you get hit, then, you know, everything is, oh, what was me? Sit your ass down somewhere. The fight ain't got nothing to do with you. So, yeah, I was glad that man pulled her back. Like, nah, where are you going? It's not your fight. So I just don't think she should have jumped in there because she could have been really, really hurt. And, it, again, it wasn't her fight either. 
It had to do with the baby and Danny Lay's brother. Um, let's see here. Nanania. Hey, Nanania. She says, definitely missed your lives. You're slain tonight, sis. Oh, yeah, it's 7K in here. Hit the like button, y'all. Oh, we're up to 9K now. Thank you. Hit the like button, y'all. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. What's up, Emily? Emily says, what did he think was going to happen? The baby is trash forever and always. Love you. Love you, too. Thanks for coming through, sis. Um, Beyonce's blonde lace front sent another $9.99. She says, it's also alleged that the baby was physically, was physical with Mimi and his ex, Sierra. I could believe that. I, I could definitely believe that, you know? I mean, the fact that he slapped a stranger, regardless if you thought it was a woman or a man, you literally slapped a stranger because they put a cell phone in your face. Like, he just has, like, this really short fuse that I'm not comfortable with. He gives me, I, he gives me Ike Turner vibes. I'm just saying, Ike Turner. You know what I mean? That look. <laughs> that, remember when um, Ike was walking past that fish tank and he turned around like, that's the vibe I get from the baby. <laughs> Eat the cake, anime. Uh, let's see here. Simone Davis says, Miss GT, do you have any comment on the expose? No, I don't. But thank you for the super chat. You know what I'm saying? I have no comment, but I love him to death. Uh, Janelle Rochelle says, somebody said he fought the baby in the daycare. <laughs> love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, Melinda... Melinda87 sent a super sticker for $19.99. Says, thank you for being you. You are so welcome. Thanks for coming through, love. Um, Amina says, he didn't fight Ratface because, as we say, as we Jamaicans say, Doopy no, hold on, Doopy no who fee fighting? Ain't Duppy, Duppy no who fee fighting? Duppy's a ghost, right? I know that much. I know I just butchered it. Sorry, I don't, you know. My, my, my patra is bad, honey. Sorry. Then she says, these rappers are scary. Thank you for the super chat, sis. Melody's Tale says, my brother would have moved in silence. The baby would have been found somewhere in a ditch, all beaten up, not known who did it to him. Upside down smiley face. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible, honey. I don't speak, patra. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, uh, Betrayal H says, hey, T, glad you're back and in great spirits, looking like a chocolate delight with hot tea. I see you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Um, Gabe the Rebel says, hey, the Discord is amazing. I'm happy I didn't have to miss you. Love from the DMV. Definitely. And thank you so much. Yeah, we've been having our meetings um, I started the meetings, I think like two weeks ago, we've been back having our meetings and it's been good. Lots of really good discussions. So thank you. Um, Renee sent 499 says, I see the real you. You're classy with lots of integrity. Thank you so much. I appreciate you love. Um, Sydney plant says, I got the biggest smile on my face when I seen you welcome back See, these YouTube streets have not been the same without you. Thanks for the dope deep dives. You are so welcome. And thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you, love. Um, Carmela Steven says, I know it's been said, but I'll say it again. Welcome back. You've been missed. Y'all really miss me out here in these damn streets, huh? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really do. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, let's see here. 
Tyena14 says, T, did you see Pete's interview from two days ago where he had a candle with Kim's face in the room? Yes. I didn't listen to the interview, but I seen the picture. It's like he had Kim's picture. You know, like those candles that you can go get at the, you know, at the little corner store in the Bronx somewhere with the um, Mother Mary, the, the Virgin Mary on there. He had a candle like that, but it had Kim's picture on there. I thought it was weird too. And I seen that and I'm like, what is he like? What are they doing? Like casting spells on them? Like, why does he have a candle with Kim Kardashian's picture on there that he burns? And I didn't even watch the interview. I just seen the picture and I thought it was just really strange. I don't know. It's just something about him and Julia is just weird to me. It's just really weird. Y'all can Google it. Y'all can Google it. Um, let me see here. Oh, Alicia Elliott sent 9999. Thank you so much, Alicia. I appreciate you. I didn't even see it just till now. She says, hey, T, I'm glad you're doing okay. Miss Swing on here. But the baby is wrong. Jumping is a no. But seems like he needs a crew when he's fighting. Stay blessed. Thank you so much once again for the 9999. I appreciate you. And yeah, I don't agree with it. I don't care who's trying to spin it, whatever way they want to spin it. I'm not feeling it at all. I don't think that he handled his business that the way that he should have handled it. You know what I'm saying? Having him jump. If you're about that life and you want to fight him because you swung first, then they should have just been fighting. That, that shouldn't have been a dog whistle for his security to jump in. So all that, well, security got to protect the bag. But then, but, but remember, people are just so weird and fake on the internet. Okay, so everybody's excusing this and saying that's security's job. They're supposed to protect the artist. They're protecting their bag. But when King Von got killed, after starting that fight with Quando Rondo and punching him, when Lil' Tim went to protect his bag, folks was in their feelings and mad. Even though King Von himself is also a killer. Make this shit make sense. Make it make sense. I just thank God in this situation there were no guns involved. But you can't say that they're protecting their bag in one instance. And then now in this instance, when shit gets too real, now everybody's upset. But see, it's, it's this conflicting bullshit that people keep up on the internet and then when guns get put bought into it, then it's too real. Then, oh, we need to stop the violence. It's too many rappers dying. It's sad. I, 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 no, that's not security's job. Security's job is to de-escalate a situation. That is their job, first and foremost, because real celebrities do not want a lawsuit. And whatever your security does, you are responsible for. So, yeah, I just, it's, it's just, it's the, it's the wishy-washy for me. Um, let's see here. Eric sent 1999 says, Hey T, it's great to see you again. Love you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming through Eric. Uh, D James sent 999 and says, glad to see you back. I'm glad to be back. So thank you. Marcus, the CEO sent 999 says, Hey auntie, glad to see you live again. Why was the baby and Danny Lay's brother fighting again? I stopped following the story for a bit. Brother, you're going to have to wait till this live is over and hit replay because we are not about to do a recap. That was at the beginning of the stream, but I break it all down. So just watch the stream when it's over. But thank you for the super chat, love. So I want to go on here because I've been on here for over an hour. I got to hit on this situation with Snoop Dogg, child. A hot mess. Mm. So let's talk about Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop. Um is being sued. He's being accused of SA, 
You know, we can't use certain words on YouTube um, in a lawsuit. And he's denying the accusations. So this is what this person is saying. This is really, it made me be like, oh. So the person is saying this. A woman is claiming that Snoop Dogg forced her to perform O-Sex on him in 2013, has filed a lawsuit against the rapper, according to TMZ's reports. The unidentified woman said the alleged incident occurred after she attended a Snoop Dogg show in Anaheim, in Anaheim, California, May 29, 2013. The woman who was a model and dancer says she was offered a ride home by Snoop Dogg's friend, Bishop Don Magic Wand, but was instead driven to his house after falling asleep in his car. After dozing off again while at his home, the woman alleged that Don Juan removed his peen from his pants and forced his peen in the plaintiff's face and repeatedly shoved his peen into the plaintiff's mouth. Then she goes on to say, uh, she then claimed that Don Juan gave her a dress and told her that she should go and meet up with Snoop to see about getting a part in a television show that was from the streets to in a television show that's from the streets to that suits artists. I don't know what the fuck they just wrote. Um, then she goes on to say, after arriving at Snoop's, the woman said that she was feeling ill and went to the bathroom. She said it was then that the rapper came into the bathroom and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Oh, sex. Sorry while the plaintiff was defecating on the toilet. What in the church of fudge is going on here? What? The woman said that she didn't end up getting the TV role because Snoop didn't like that she refused to willingly and enthusiastically give oral. Now, you know, I'm no head champ, you know, but I don't, I don't see how anybody can give head you know, and be enthusiastic about it at the same time they're on the toilet, you know what I'm saying, going to the bathroom. And she said her stomach hurt, so it's probably, you know, diarrhea. Like, who, like, how do you be, how can you do both? Is that even possible? And what about the smell? Like, what? This lawsuit sounds like bullshit, just like it smells. Bullshit, okay? I'm not feeling this. It's just... And don't get me wrong, some of these celebrities are into some sick shit, okay? And let's keep it real, that I've been watching that Bill Cosby uh, documentary on Showtime. I started watching it yesterday. We're going to talk about that too. Bill Cosby, he definitely has some issues. But all of this, it's just, it's, it's very strange. And why I'm also giving this a side eye as well is just the day before this lawsuit came out, it was announced that Snoop Dogg bought Death Row Records. Let me show y'all this. So they say Snoop Dogg buys Death Row Records, the label that launched his career. So they say Death Row Records is once again going to be a doggy dog world. Snoop Dogg purchased the embattled record label that launched his rap career, according to Wednesday's press release from the, Berks from the Berkshire Hathaway Business Wire. The 50-year-old rapper whose given name is Calvin Brodus Jr., acquired the company from a private equity controlled by MNRK Music Group, the release said. Um, then they go on to say, I am thrilled and appreciative of the opportunity to acquire an iconic and culturally significant death row records 
Defro Records brand, which has immense untapped future value, Snoop Dogg said, according to the release. So this was what was out yesterday. And then today, all of a sudden, Snoop is getting head from some shitty, you know what I'm saying, dancer. So I don't know. I don't know if I buy that one. Um, maybe the person is like, okay, well, damn, Snoop obviously has a bag. So let me go ahead and sue. But another thing I want to say is this. I have to also be honest with this. A lot of these guys have to understand that sometimes the things that you put out there can really, it can make people look at you differently, right? It, it can bring a certain energy because of the things that you put out there, because of the, you know, the things that you say. And people might be more likely to believe it because of how you're carrying yourself, right? So for years, Snoop ran around with Bishop Don Juan, who was a pimp. You know, he was cheating on his wife. He had women on dog collars at the MTV Awards. You know, just all types of stuff. And so even if you're not guilty of anything, sometimes the energy and the reputation that you put out there can come back to bite you in the ass. So then that way, stories like this can even grow legs because of all the stuff that you put out there. To be honest with you, like I said in my last um, video about Nick Cannon, him having another child, and it's happening with another Wild and Out girl, I would not be surprised in the future if some chick who was on there who was promised whatever feels some type of way and then alleges that, you know, Nick Cannon did something and he probably may have not done anything to her, right? But because of his reputation of, you know, getting with these girls, and they even say it on Wildin' Out, on the freestyles, they've clowned him several times about him messing with, you know, the Wildin' Out girls. Because of that reputation, things like that can grow legs. And that's what a lot of these guys need to understand. Sometimes when, when you put out that energy that you're a pimp and, you know, and uh, gold is for the honeys and green is for the money, whatever the hell that damn pimp saying is, it leaves room for this. Because I may not believe this damn cockamamie story, but obviously somebody believed it because she got a legit lawsuit. It's on TMZ. This is not a frivolous lawsuit. So obviously somebody believed it enough or there's enough, you know, possible evidence for them to move forward with it. Now, I may get tossed out. You know, Snoop is denying it, of course. He's saying that he didn't do that. I'm trying to see if I can find. Okay, this is what he said. Let me show you all what Snoop said today in response. Um, Snoop says, gold digger season is here. Be careful, nephews. Keep your guard up and keep your circle small. And then he wrote PSA FDHB. Okay, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so that was his advice to the nephews. But how about telling the nephews that, you know, it's, it's okay to not put on a pimp persona. It's okay to not fuck any and everything that walks. Because, again, you're leaving a lot of trails of women. Like, look at even the whole T.I. and Tiny situation. Look how fast that grew legs. They had slept with so many people, they couldn't even narrow down who was starting the rumors. You know, who had a real case and who didn't. So that's the things you have to watch. You have to watch the things that you manifest because then they can come back later on and, and be like, well, maybe it is true. He ran with the pimp. We know the world of the pimp is not anything, you know, it, it's not, it's not church. It's very unsavory. 
You're using women as cum dumpsters and disposable objects. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Yes, uh, Diva, I definitely agree. It's it's a lot of no, there's no sexual discipline with a lot of these celebrity men out here. And then when, you know, these folks come out to file lawsuits against them, then it's, you know, keep your, keep your circle small, nephews. No, how about you tell your nephews to stop fucking everything that walks? It's okay to get to know somebody and be in a relationship. You know, that's okay too. So that that's the part that I think that people should take from this. But am I buying what she's saying? I need receipts, child, because I don't even understand how this can happen. You're on the damn toilet and then you're being forced to bend your head down and give head. I, I need to see how this happens. I don't even want to envision it. I need receipts. I'm not buying it. It's a little bit too over the top. You know how sometimes I tell y'all, sometimes people add too much sauce. And when, when, when you add too much sauce, to the damn pasta, then it's just a bunch of runny mess. That's how I feel with this. I feel like it's a lot. Like I could have possibly entertained it when she was like, yeah, you know, she woke up and all of a sudden Bishop Don Juan's pin was in her mouth. Okay, he's a pimp. I could, I could see that. Pimp down, open up. You know what I mean? I could see that. But all the other stuff about, oh, and then I had to go use the bathroom and I was on the toilet having diarrhea and all of a sudden Snoop came in, you know, with his little Peter Weeder, you know, just, you know, and popped it in my mouth. That's a bit, that's a lot of sauce, sis. It's a lot of sauce. So I'm a, I had no dog in this fight. But what I'm saying is that your reputation precedes you. And if you are, if you have a reputation being known as a womanizer and, you know, just casually sleeping with everybody, these are the type of spirits that can come your way. Like I said, we've seen the same thing happen to T.I. and Tiny. You know, so you have to be really careful. You can't just bring everybody in your bedroom. You can't just sleep with any and everybody. Because some of these people out here, there's a mental illness is real. You know, you done slept with somebody and, you know, y'all done exchanged soul ties. And now she's obsessed with you. And because you don't want her because you have a whole wife, Snoop. Or Auntie Chantal. I know she'd be embarrassed as hell. Like, damn. Another chick done came out. Look at the whole Selena Powell situation. She thought Snoop was going to put her on. And then when that didn't happen, she blasted him and had receipts. And my, my issue is this. When I see people running to go file lawsuits first, I take it more with a grain of salt, especially when it comes to like S assault, because I feel like, would you not want to file this criminally first? Because remember, it was because of the Bill Cosby situation, all the bullshit that he was doing back in the day to all these women. They changed the laws in California that now there's no statute of limitations on S assault. So let's talk about that. There's no statute of limitations. So where where is the police report? Where is the fact that you're trying to go after him criminally? Why is it that now that he's obtained death row records and he's about to, you know, build, rebuild or add more to his empire? Because Snoop does everything. You know, he, he gets his bag. Why is she now coming out with a civil suit trying to get money as opposed to trying to file this criminally if it really has legs to stand on? Because, again, there's no more statute of limitations on that. And I think that was a good thing. Because sometimes it can take victims years, you know, for them to have enough courage to come out and tell their story. And it's sad if something happened to somebody at like 14 and 15 and then they realize as they get older how they were groomed and manipulated. And now they're ready to talk and tell their story. There's no ramification for the apist. I'm trying not to say that word. So 
Yeah, I have to. I have to. For me, I'm not gonna run with this and be like he's guilty. He did it. I, I'll just watch and see how this plays. But I, I also feel like he should give a little bit better advice. It's not just about keeping your inner circle small and oh, it's gold digging season. It's bigger than that. It's about the type of reputation that you put out there that invites that type of energy. So again, be very careful. Somebody said, lovely tea, attorney at law. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Camilla Stevens says, I know it's been said. Oh, I'm sorry. I already read that. Thank you, Camilla. Um, uh, M. Centara 99 says she was a dominatrix in high school, apparently. I'm not surprised. Remember what I said when I was talking about euphoria? Like people think like people are so shocked. Like how can a teenager play a dominatrix? They really don't check ID on a lot of these sites. And even if they do, you can always send in your older sister or cousin's ID. So some of these girls that be on these sites are not technically 18 or 21. So I, I'm not shocked at all if Julia was doing this in high school, you know, because in high school there were girls that were doing well, we didn't have Craigslist in high school, child. But, you know, later on, you had teenagers putting up posts on Craigslist and, and stuff like that. So you're always going to have people who are young chasing a bag. And now that everything has just been so normalized, a lot of young girls don't even see this as like a path. You know, it can be a path to destruction. You know, it's one thing if you want to do that, but understand that you can be found out. And are you prepared for those consequences if people find out what you're doing? Because that's something that's going to follow you. Because once you put it on the internet, it's there forever. So that's the thing. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all if she was doing that in high school. Um, let's see here. Miss Scully B. Hey sis. She says, girl, I was literally dancing in my bed from the live notification. I have been feeling we'd get a live soon for weeks now. Glad you're back, sis. We really missed your face and energy, sis. And that Playboy deep dive was fire. Your gift is on the way. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you liked the deep dive. Um, I put a lot into it. I went a lot of different angles. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your feedback on the video. Um, let's see here. The 28 who ghosts know who to scare. Oh, is that what that person was saying in Patois? <laughs> okay, because I was like, okay. I knew Duppy was a ghost, but I didn't know like what they were saying. So thank you. Uh, EJ Supreme says, hey T, glad to see you back. Unfortunately, my uncle Isaiah passed in December. Thank you and all your tea sippers for your prayers. I'm working on my vision board now. Thank you and God bless. Oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. You are so welcome, you know, and hopefully he's at peace now. So thank you for that update. I appreciate it. It's been a lot going on, uh, especially with, like, people getting sick and dying, you know, C-19, pneumonia. It's been a lot. So just take care of yourself and thank you. Um, let's see here. Um, Hip Hop Inquirer sent 10 and says, welcome back, queen of YouTube. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Um, Aisha Dingle says, sent $10 and said, what the F? I had no idea you were live. You're looking gorgeous, auntie. Thank you. You know, YouTube, we hang with the notification. So, you know, sorry about that, but I'm glad you're here. Um, Victoria sent 4 dollars and says, we all remember Selena Powell. 
She had him by the balls. Auntie Shante didn't say nothing, though. Nope, she couldn't. Selena had too many receipts and proof. You know, that whole situation was a mess. And now she's been able to create a whole, her own brand and career off of that. So she was like, okay, you're not going to put me on. I'm going to put myself on by basically exposing you. And which is embarrassing because he's, you know, he was damn near 50 at the time. And she was like, what, 23? So a mess. Um, Dejan sent 499 and says, T, did you hear about the S word happening in the metaverse? Yes, I did hear about that. And remember when I talked about the whole metaverse situation, we did that long green room. That was one of the things I stated. I said, I don't like how it's being sold. Like it's like this super friendly place of just butterflies and roses. Hell no. Nah. I said, there's going to be some fuck shit in that metaverse because we have a lot of fuck shit on the internet and in the real world. And how are they going to deal with that? And especially when they're trying to have that immersive technology where you can like connect yourself, you know, like in, um, what is that show? Black Mirror where they were able to connect themselves to the video game, to VR, and then they could feel the sensation of them having sex and things like that. So again, the woman who got assaulted, she was in the UK. I think they were testing some type of simulation on her for her to have been able to feel that, but she said it was very traumatizing. So they, they're going to have to get these bugs out because how are you... It's bad enough to be assaulted in the physical world, but now you're going into the metaverse and you're being assaulted. So they're going to have to figure that out. But that's why I said I'm not buying it, that it's just going to be this just innocent place where you just come and put on your VR glasses and, you know, go to these NFT built homes. They're going to have to put things in place. So that's very interesting. Uh, somebody else was saying in the comments, did I hear about the Jerry Harris situation? I did. That just broke. Let me go ahead and pull that up. And I did watch Cheer 2. I was so disappointed in the second season of Cheer. Um, I talked about it with my Telegraph group. I didn't even end up making a video. But the second season of Cheer, you could tell it changed. And there, Jerry Harris ain't the only, you know, from what I'm hearing, is not the only person at Navarro involved in fuck shit. Because remember, at the end of Cheer, they got rid of Andy. And they had that girl, the one that got into it with Ladarius. I forgot the girl name. The one that said that Ladarius is trying to steal her, you know, steal the dogs from her. Um, the reason why Andy was gone, it came out that Andy had been sleeping as a coach with some of the cheerleaders, the male cheerleaders. It seemed like it was a lot of just, it's a lot of mess that's gone on with the whole cheer situation. But ain't no mess worse than this, honey. Let me show y'all what Jerry done came out and said. Share my screen real quick. Okay. So Jerry is out here. Um, he basically, he pled guilty in the federal child pornography case. So they're saying this. Jerry Harris, a former star of Netflix's Cheer, appeared in federal court in Chicago Thursday afternoon, where he pled guilty to one count of receiving child porno and engaging in sexual with a minor. In December 2020, Harris was charged with seven counts with a seven count indictment that was filed in the U.S. District Court in Northern Illinois. In the plea agreement with the government, Harris pled guilty on Thursday to two of the charges from the indictment, stating that he received child pornography 
and engaged in interstate travel to meet a 15-year-old boy with whom he engaged in actual relations. In laying out the charges in which Harris agreed to plead guilty, the assistant state attorney, Kenny, uh, Kelly Guzman, said Thursday that beginning around July of 2020, Harris knowingly received and intended to receive child pornography by electronic means, including by computer. Um, Harris was one of the stars of Cheer, a docuseries that debuted on Netflix in January 2020. Netflix has no comment when reached by CNN. So, okay, they also go on to say this. May 2nd, 2019, Harris traveled from Dallas, Texas to Orlando, Florida, where he met a 15-year-old boy. Guzman stated that Harris met the minor in a public bathroom where he sexually assaulted him. In laying out the charges and sentencing guidelines, the U.S. District Judge Manish Shah said that Harris could face a maximum of 30 years in prison on just one of the charges. Wow. And he's he has several charges, so he can face a maximum of 30 years. Um, and he's admitted to all of this stuff, so there is no, well, he's a good guy, and I don't see him doing this. He admitted to it. And again, this is why we have to protect our children because again, predators come bearing gifts. They come seeming like the funniest and the nicest people in the room. And the whole time, you don't know what lies behind that smile. You never really know people, you know what I'm saying? So you have to be very cautious when you have kids. And I think the reason why he had a lot of access to a lot of these kids and these young boys is because again, on the show, people fell in love with him. I I was, I fell in love with Jerry. I loved his story. I cried with him when he talked about how his mother died from cancer. And before she died, how, you know, she literally would sell her last whatever just to pay for his, you know, cheerleading. The fact that his mother didn't knock him and say, you know, you're a boy, you're not going to cheerlead. She supported him. So when he got caught up in this, that was like, I took that shit personal. Like, I was fucking her. Like, there has to be a mistake. Not Jerry, but you know what I'm saying? The facts are the facts. He's a damn pedo. You know, so I, I feel no ways about him. If they give him 30 years, so be it. You know, and they even, one thing I will say, people were kind of conflicted on the fact that in season two, Netflix bought the twins on there to tell their story. I think that was a good thing. I don't disagree with that. I think those young boys have the right to tell their story and it seemed more genuine coming from them. And the fact that the mother, cause initially you never know, you know, why kids are coming out and talking about something. Could it be the parent pushing them? But from the way they described it, the mother didn't even want to come out at first. Cause she was just, you know, she didn't know. Like, it's just a lot to wrap your mind about around when you find out that your child has been assaulted. Right. So the mother, gave them the leeway to decide when they wanted to come out and tell their story. And initially they probably weren't, but the more that they saw Jerry just being praised on cheer and he's on the Ellen show and he's talking to Joe Biden. I mean, it was that serious. He got to damn talk to the president. Okay. Um, He's at the golden globes. And so for them to be so young and they're like, at that point we had to say something because People were falling in love with him. They were falling in love with what they saw on Cheer, but not knowing how he was behind the scenes. And he could have used that, you know, that facade to prey on more kids, which he was doing. So I'm glad that those kids spoke out. 
I'm glad that, you know, Netflix showed it. You know, we have to stop protecting predators. And at some point in time, it's okay because these kids were shunned. They lost a lot of their friends in the cheer world. You know, they were basically victimized all over again when they came out. People said they were making it up. They were haters. But then the mama found the receipts on Snapchat. You know, so it's just, it's, it's, be just, be very careful when it comes to like coaches and just after school things with your kids. Be careful, especially in sports like that. Because one thing with cheerleading, you have a wide range of ages. You know, they want the girls as young as possible and small, you know, to be flyers. You don't, you know, you're not going to throw my old ass up there. I'm not going to spin. I might get a, you might get a half twist. But if you throw a 13 year old up there in the air, she might spin four times. Okay. So that's just what it is. They have a lighter bone density and everything. So when you have a 13 year old who's a flyer on top of the pyramid and she's being thrown and the base is a grown man in his thirties, you know, at, at what point in time do you have to question why a man who's old enough to be this child's father is still cheerleading? Like I think at 30, I mean, I, I mean, it's not my job to say that you need to retire, but I just think that at a certain age, you know, <laughs> let the hobby, you know, let the habit go. Like you can be a coach, Maybe start your own cheer team. But I always found it weird when I saw, like, you know, like, grown men and women still cheering. Like, they just want to be a part of it. Like, oh, just let me be a base. No, you need to go get married and go have kids and go start your own cheerleading. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't, like, they don't really age out of cheerleading when it's the competitive. Like, you know, high school and college, they, you know, they age out. You can only do college, like, four years. But then there's also the ones that just go around the country, you know, jumping and doing all that shit. They don't age out. So that's where you get these huge gaps. And so think about it. If somebody is 13 and this person is in their mid-20s, 30s, whatever, and they're training you and they're teaching you these moves and they're teaching you how to jump and fly, there's a lot of trust that goes into cheerleading. And shout out to Cynthia, okay? My little homegirl on the Telegraph. She was a cheerleader for years. And there's a lot of trust because she was a flyer. So you have to trust that these people catch you. So think about that mentally to a child. If they don't catch me, if they drop me, I could break my neck, my leg, I could die. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, so that's building a, a very, that's almost building a stronger bond with some of these people in cheerleading than even the parents because they're doing these death-defying stunts. So I'm trusting you with my body. I'm trusting you with my safety, Right. So then when the person comes and he's like, you know, come suck my peen, you're thinking you owe it to that person because he's, you know, catching you every time they throw you in the air. That's how kids think. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about 13, 14 year olds. They don't have the, the wherewithal to think further. Like, no, that's not okay. You don't owe them a, a blowjob. It's their job to catch you. They don't, they don't get rewarded with blowjobs after that. But that's how he was coming at these kids. Like, you know, I've been, you know, catching you all these years. I got this bad back, you know, hook me up. It's fucked up. But, you know, even the coach, the one that was doing the, um, matter of fact, let me show y'all. Because I had to say it on my desktop. Funny, I would be talking, but like, you never know where this conversation is going to go. Now, I remember Dalston, the coach that was the choreographer. Perfect case. Perfect example of Dalston. He was the choreographer for Novero for years. Now, this person says Dalston was a coach 
at SOT when Harrison was there as a teenager. And for some reason, nobody seemed to bat an eyelash about them entering a relationship three months after Harrison aged out of the senior co-ed. Fucking weird. So this was um, the kid here, right? This was in 2018. He's a cheerleader, everything. Then you fast forward. As soon as he turns 18, a few months later, they're in a relationship. And this man is like, I think like 33 or something like that. So this caused a bit of controversy too on the show when this came out on social media. So, you know, I'm just kind of giving y'all a kind of a backstory of where that can come from, you know, in the cheer world, because there's such a big age difference. And so that grooming in those type of environments are very real. And these kids learn to trust these people in a way, especially when you play on a sports team, there's, there's a great deal of trust there. I don't care if it's gymnastics or football. You know, you want to trust that that person is going to do their job so you don't get hurt. But the difference is, you know, with football and basketball, they have adult leagues, right? So, like, my older son, because he's aged out of basketball, he plays on an on a adult league with my brothers. They all play on an adult league. My youngest is only 16. So every now and then, you know, he might play with them because he plays with his brother and his uncles anyways. But that's family. But they're not going to have a whole team of 16-year-olds and 30-year-olds and 24-year-olds because physically their strength is better. You know, they've been doing it a lot longer than a teenager. So you're not going to have a co-ed, you know, adult, a co-ed age, adult basketball or football team. It's going to be adult. But with cheerleading, it's not like that. You can literally waltz in at 45 and be like, I want to be a base. (laughs) I can catch, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you're good enough, they'll take you. So that's where some of the rules and regulations may need to get changed, especially after this Jerry Harris situation. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been out here for almost two hours, child. Let me read a few more Super Chats and I'm going to go. But I thank you all so much for coming tonight. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Legal 60 uh, Love says... I had close to three family members pass in three weeks in the month of January. Stay prayed up. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry for your loss. It's been a lot of death lately. You know, I've even had people pass in my family as well. It's been a lot of death, a lot of the S word, the other S word, you know, people's mental health, you know, check on all your friends, not just your strong friends, but everyone, people are, you know, everybody's really going through it right now. And especially, um, the price of meat, food, the grocery stores are, are emptying. I think, you know, we might go to war with damn Russia from everything I'm seeing and researching. So it's just a lot of just nervous, chaotic energy. And I think it's causing a lot of stress on people and getting them sick. It's causing people to just go nuts out here. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of death going around. So yeah, definitely stay safe. And thank you so much for coming through. Um... Let's see here. Shelby Young says, hey, auntie, you're back. I missed you and I'll catch the playback. You're my only trusted commentary channel. If it's not from you, I don't believe it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, love. Um, Nia Marshall says, hello, beautiful lady, sending you love and light your way. Thank you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Jessica J says, you look great. I miss seeing you. I miss seeing y'all as well. I'm recognizing a lot of faces in the little icon pictures. So thank you, sis. 
Um, Joshua Alexandra says, I'm a lead will. I'm a lead will. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lead will. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lead will. Thank you. Throwback. <laughs> Y'all are a mess with that. Y'all still love me saying I'm a lead will. And shout out to whoever be making these gifts of me, child. I had one of my nieces, she caught me around the holidays and was like, I was on my iPhone. I went to put in, I think she was looking up the word something. She put in something on her iPhone and I came up as a gift. I said, yeah, I said, I don't know who's making these gifts of me, but I'm here for it. I be cracking up. Like y'all have all these gifts of me on like iPhone and Android. So I God, God bless y'all. Cause I didn't know I was that funny. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Quan Quan sent $4.99 says, Hey T, just wanted to say I love you and all your videos. First time sending the super chat. Keep doing you. Glad you're doing better. This live was my birthday present for today. Oh, thank you so much and happy birthday to you. Thank you for joining me this evening. I appreciate it. Um, VR Therapy sent $10. Thank you. Miss D sent three. Thank you, Miss D. Um, Jay Renee says, let's see here. T, have you noticed the growing number of verified bot channels on YouTube? Copy other people's comments as their own is super weird. Thousands of subscribers and no videos. Yes, there's one on my channel. I was talking about them on Discord to somebody. No shade, but I think their name is like LOL or something. And they have like, and they leave these comments and they get all these likes. And they're verified. So, you know, every now and then when I see that, I'll click on the person's page thinking like, oh, you know, because it might be another YouTuber. Sometimes it's somebody I've never seen before. And then you click on the page like, oh, okay, they make videos too. Cool. Let me go ahead and watch some of their videos. And I remember I clicked on this person because they kept leaving comments and getting all these likes. And then when I went, they had like 300,000 subscribers and not one video. I'm like, how does that work? But yet, and still, I've been stuck at like 946,000 or whatever for like the past year. But this person don't have one video and they got 300,000 subscribers. So I don't know. I've seen those. They're like these weird ghost accounts. I, I don't know. But again, like I told you before, 90% uh, of the, what they say, about 50% of the internet is fake anyways. It's ran by bots and AI. So I don't know, honey. But yeah, they be in the comments. Like you'll see them. They'll get a bunch of likes. They're verified, and when you click on their channels, they don't have they have a bunch of subscribers. It'll say like 300,000, 200,000. So I'm like, okay, this person's popping. And then you'll go to their videos. I'm like, well, what is everybody watching? Fuck, what, what the fuck is y'all subscribing to them for? They don't, even, they don't even put up content. Why do they have subscribers? Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I want to sip tea, and I'm just like, okay, where's the videos? But they got all these subscribers. It's weird. It's weird. So I don't know. Maybe they're testing bots. I don't know. But yeah, they're like all over YouTube. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Donna Dash says the baby can't fight. That's why he does what he does with security. The candle thing Pete is doing is love magic. That's a thing in Jamaica and Obey. Also, there's way too much actual deviancy in society. I definitely agree. And euphoria is not helping. There's a lot of deviancy on that show. So I agree with you. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, I felt like it was some type of candle ma candle magic as well. With the picture with Kim Kardashian that uh, Pete Davidson had on that candle. I definitely felt like that was just some type of, you know what I'm saying, love spell. It's something. I think they both put some type of spell on Kim and Kanye at this point. 
Um, let's see here. Elsie Sin 25 says, happy to have you back, T. We thank God for your healing. Great job on the thorough doc for the Playboy. Made me sick. By the way, you look gorgeous. You are blessed. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. And I'm really happy that you love the documentary. So thank you. I can't wait to do some more deep dives. Um, musician Stan says, oh, shit. Welcome back, T. We missed you, honey. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Ania Dawson says, hey, T, um, I'm late, but welcome back. Looking lovely as ever. Did you guys talk about Nick Cannon's condom vending machine situation? <laughs> no. Didn't like uh, Kevin Hart gave him that vending machine or something? They said it caused problems for him and his baby's mothers. They were mad. Um, at this point, he might just want to get snipped. He has more than enough kids. He, he's, he has more than enough children. He might just want to get a vasectomy. That might be the easiest thing for him. Um, let's see here. Uh, Donna Dash says, also nice to have you back, T. I think Pete and Julia dating are dating behind the scenes. As a daughter of Obey, um, of, what's it, Obey, Obia? As a daughter of an OB woman, he is doing magic on them. Soul love magic. That's very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, that picture, when I seen that picture, it just creeped me out of them looking like dolls in that kid's bedroom. It was just weird. Um, let's see here. Drew Lowe says Jerry is 22, assuming he was 19 to 20 years old when the assaults happened. I was 15. I messed with the 19-year-old that I pursued. Is that wrong? 15, 16, again. It's not necessarily wrong. It depends on the situation because 15 and 19, I mean, it's not like it's 15 and 25, right? It's still teens. People date, you know, a few years apart. If it's a dating situation and it's a legit like, okay, I'm just in love and I want to be with the older person who's four years older than me, even though I'm young, I, I see things like that because come on, you have freshmen and seniors in high school who date, right? But this wasn't that situation. I mean, this was definitely grooming, you know, and also even though he was a teenager, you know, 19. Yeah, it started when he was 19 with those twin boys and other boys. There was still a power dynamic, too. So that's another thing. He wasn't a person of authority because he was a coach. You know, he worked with kids after school. So when it's a power dynamic, you're also looking at that person as a leader, Whereas if it's in a relationship, yeah, there's power dynamics in relationships, but that may not always be the situation. Because like I said, hell, even back in the day, you had um, our grandparents and stuff like that. The grandma might be 13 and the damn grandfather is 25. You know, so that's happened. Doesn't make it right, but that's happened. You know, but I, I just think that when it comes to that, it just really depends. It's a very slippery slope. Me personally, I would not recommend that a 19-year-old date a 15-year-old because if her parents are not cool with that shit, they can definitely pursue legal action. And if you have to sneak around and be in a relationship, it's not worth it. You might want to wait till that person is legally of age, which is usually the, the legal age of consent is 16 in most states if you're 19. Because what you don't want to happen is that you're sneaking around with the 15-year-old the parents are not here for it. They call the police and now you're having to register as a sex offender. You get what I'm saying? 
So that's a very slippery slope. It's not like back in the day. There, there's a lot of new rules in place. So me personally, I would not recommend that any 19-year-old even go there. Wait till she's a little bit older. You know what I'm saying? It's not worth it because you don't want your life ruined. Because, you know, at 19, they're still young too, but you don't want your life ruined behind one person. Because once you get labeled as an S offender, that label is with you for life. It's very rare that that can get expunged. So, yeah. Well, yeah, back in the day, people dated, you know, people several years older than that was just the norm. Even when I was in high school, we had a daycare. Remember I told y'all this in the past? We had a daycare at our high school, right? Most of the baby daddies of the girls who had kids in the daycare, all their baby fathers was grown. They weren't in high school. These weren't high school students knocking up other high school students. Most of their baby's fathers were in their 20s. Knocking up sophomores and freshmen, girls. And nobody called CPS and all that shit. You know, you had your baby and moved on with life. And it was just normal back then. It wasn't okay, but it was just, that's just what it was. That's why I feel like this generation is way, way more protected now. And which is a good thing. Because back in the day, we didn't have a lot of protection like that. You know, it's just what it was. And it's messed up. And I think, you know, for people who get upset about the whole Bill Cosby thing, the Playboy thing, and people are like, well, why are these old ass women coming out now? You got to understand it was a different time back then. They couldn't come out. And even if they came out, everything was a boys will be boys attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay for a grown man to, you know, to be 38 and dating a 20 year old. Or 15 year old, whatever. That's how it was back then. I didn't make the rules. I'm just telling you what it was back then. How many people who grew up in the 90s put a teacup? How many dudes used to come up to the high school with cars to pick up all the girls? Shit, we jumped in a few cars. You know what I'm saying? Like grown men, you don't realize it when you're that young. You're just like, oh my God, he has a car. And they would come to the high school to pick up girls. They didn't even have no business even being on the, in the school parking lot, let alone coming to give girls rides. Thank you. See all them teacups? That's just how it was in the 90s. And a lot of times you don't realize things are wrong or dysfunctional until you get older and you look back. Like that motherfucker was 25 giving us a ride to Wendy's after school. Like what the fuck was he really on? I couldn't imagine then once I became 25, I couldn't imagine sitting at nobody's high school in the parking lot honking the horn like, hey, y'all want a ride? No. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of times you don't even realize the dysfunction because at that point, all of that stuff is normalized. And we grew up in a generation where R. Kelly and Aaliyah were doing hobo tours, hobo interviews dressed like twins and shit like that, where you could tell they were clearly dating. And the reason why it went on as long as it did is because it was just normal back then. It's not normal, but it was just seen as normal. So, yeah, in this day and age, I wouldn't chance it. I would not chance it because they're not playing. Y'all live in a generation where you guys are very much protected and understand that is a blessing. Because even when I was like editing that documentary and even when they were describing what a Playboy uh, playmate is, uh, you know, the, the bunnies and stuff at the waitressing houses. And it was just like, they got to be young and fresh and everything was to appeal 
to these grown men. And these were all young women, you know, between the ages like 18, 19, you know, there were some 16 year olds there because there was really no rules and regulations. If you were pretty and had a body, put on a damn pair of bunny ears, put a bunny tail on your ass and get out there. They smack you on the ass, go on out there and go serve drinks. So y'all are coming from a generation where y'all are very, understand the privilege that you guys have because a lot of people did not get that privilege growing up in those generations. I mean, even watching the Bill Cosby documentary and regardless if you agree with these women or not, or, you know, the, their timeline of them coming out, they didn't have a chance to tell their story back then. You know, even the whole thing with like um, the Spanish fly, that was just normal back then. It was in magazines. Even I remember seeing Spanish fly in magazines when I was a kid, like in the back of magazines, Spanish fly. I'm like, what the hell is Spanish fly? But I remember seeing those little adverts. You know how they'd be in the back, they'd be all those black and white adverts? And they had that in the 90s. So yeah, you know, we're definitely living in a different time. So just understand that you guys are very privileged and blessed to be in a, in a time where you guys can tell your truth and, and jump on Twitter and be like, Trey Songs arred me at the hotel. A lot of women didn't have that back in the day. A lot of women had to go to the grave with some horrible things that happened to them. Um, let's see here. Ash Brooks sent 1999 says, just popped in just to say you look beautiful, Miss T. Thank you, Ash Brooks. Thanks for coming through, love. Um, Taylor Cheyenne, thank you for the 49.99, sis. I appreciate you. She says, Miss UT, bomb live, and girl, I will pay for each and every one of those documentaries. They are amazing. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely got some more coming. There's a lot of other deep dives I want to really look into. So yeah, they're definitely going to be coming. So thank you for the support. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Ashley Perry says, goes to Google lovely tea gifts. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> they always, I, how I first started seeing them was on the Discord. But like when I would post stuff on the Discord, people would be responding back with like my gifts. I'm like, where did y'all get these? They're like, they're on the iPhone. They're on there. And I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't even know that there's like a collection of them on there. Um, Elsie says, came back to say thank you for saying my name right for the first time. Ha ha. Love you, T. Love you, too. And thank you so much. Um, Ania Dawson says, oh, my God, you said my name correctly. I have to high five you. Oh, God, I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh. Stay positive. I get all my real news from you. Stay fabulous. Thank you. Um, Barika says, just coming to show you some love. You look amazing. Glad to see you back and well rested. Thank you. And Jay sent five and says, hey, T, looking good. Man, you guys are awesome. Thank you to everybody who came through tonight. I know I was supposed to leave like 30 minutes ago and now it's been almost two hours. But, you know, this is my welcome back party. So it was going to be longer. So, guys, thank you guys once again for coming through, joining me tonight. Lots of good conversation, you know, in the chat, lots of good dialogue. So I'll definitely be back again with the stream. Um, if not, I'm definitely going to be making, you know, continued videos. Join me on the green room. Um, I always post that. The green rooms are for the public. It's not just for the Discord. Only the Zoom meetings are for the Discord members, but the green rooms are for the public. So if you see me posting it um, on my social media, Feel free to, you know, come on through. 
Uh, we have fun. I like to hear from my tea sippers and, you know, hear their opinions on stuff. So definitely join me whenever you can. So on that note, you guys, have a good evening. And thank you guys once again so much for joining me tonight. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.